0: Welcome to an episode of Bands and Botanicals, a unique podcast where a trainer and trainee talk about herbal medicine and fitness.
1: We're your hosts, my name is Danielle Kreese and I'm a certified personal trainer and owner of DC Fit. And we also have Paula Kirsch, who's an artisanal herbalist and owner of Botanically Curious. So let's go ahead and start the show. All right, hello everybody. Hey everyone. This is Danielle and Paula, we're here for another episode of Bands and Botanicals, and we have our first guest spot, her name is Molly, Miss Molly, say hello to the people. Hi guys! <laughs> <laughs> um, today we are going to be talking about kind of macros, intuitive eating, and and different herbs that could help you with that, and, and Molly is kind of a macro coach, right?
2: Yes, yep, yep. Um, This past summer, I went through a course that certified me as an online macro coach. Obviously, this doesn't have to be online if you're in the area, but that makes it pretty convenient.
1: Yeah, sweet. So you could reach people far and wide. Yep,
2: yep. Nice. Well, we are going to
1: do our little botanical oracle with Molly here, see what card we chose, and then we'll kind of get the ball rolling. So, Paula, if you will.
0: Yeah. So today... I did a quick shuffle and we pulled uh the rose so this is interesting um and the oracle property for the rose that they've uh added here is clarity now if you have done any kind of research into like detoxing or maybe things for skin or maybe it's some kind of toner that's an all-natural one you'll see that there's like rose water or you Mm -hmm. know rose hips are really good for that so in terms of clarity i think there is a little bit of uh detox that kind of goes into that and just flushing out that anything that needs to be flushed out, whether that's a lot of going through your mind throughout the day or mm-hmm. coming into the new year and flushing out some of those old habits, bad habits and getting the a things little more that
1: don't serve you. Right. Yeah. And getting yeah. a
0: little more clarity. So really interesting that we picked that for today. And I'm a big fan of using Rose in a lot of my teas. So mm-hmm. I like
1: it. Yeah. It's and nice. I, I think the clarity works too, because as we've talked to Molly a little bit before we started recording, like. The way macros can help you find clarity in how to eat for yourself and your like activity levels and your body
2: and everything, right? Yep, yep, absolutely. I'm going to debunk some myths around macros and help to clarify what this process is and how it differs from just counting calories or just eating intuitively intuitively as far as weight loss goes.
0: And then today, uh, I only have two herbs that we're going to cover, but these are big hitters And they're really going to be great for everyday use. I've selected them because you can use them every day. They're great when you're talking about internal health, health for your liver, which is really important. And then balancing hormones, because I know that that's a big thing when you start getting on a nutritional path or different kinds of diets and exercise to really make sure that you're balancing things internally and externally. So I'm excited to get started.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, so macros. We know that there's so many different approaches to eating, uh, some that are crazy and restrictive and everything like that. And, and macros kind of brings in a different perspective for all of this. So Molly, can you kind of like give us a, an overview or a little brief breakdown of what counting your macros actually means?
2: Yes. So, um, counting your macros, I'm sure we've all heard that at some point in the last few years. Um, you've also maybe heard the term if it fits your macros. Um, And basically what we're doing here is, um, so your macros, your key macronutrients, your carbs, fats, and proteins, um, I aim to set those at a specific percentage out of 100, obviously, um, to help you lose weight honestly, to kind of get you to that nice homeostasis, I think a lot of us, a lot of the time, um, do not eat near enough protein. Um, a lot of, you know, just the general American public, we're used to eating a lot of carbohydrates and, Mm.
1: um, we almost like crave,
2: we crave carbs. We crave carbs. I know a lot of us too crave (laughs) fats and high fat foods because they are comforting. Um, and, uh, What I want to shed light on today is how counting your macros can help you as far as weight loss goes, um, but also in a way, which is kind of cool as far as like the rose card and the clarity, um, how we can do this in a way to help reset your metabolism, especially us as females. Um, I think we're so used to being... Influenced by diet culture, Mm -hmm. right? And you Mm -hmm. should be keto, you should be low fat, you should be on a juice cleanse, you should be on a tea cleanse, Mm -hmm. you should just not eat, you should only (laughs) eat this, you know. And um, I want to help you guys get rid of those thoughts. Um, I think the beauty of learning how to count your macros and having somebody coach you through it is that we, my ultimate goal is to put the power back into your hands. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you the tools. Um, and then you kind of get to see where you're at and you get to make your own progress. As far as counting goes with weight loss, ultimately, and we'll get into this more, I want you to just zero out your numbers and I'll clarify what that means in a little bit. But, um, teaching you about portion control. Oftentimes what we think is a portion size is most likely double or triple that, especially when we go out to restaurants. Mm -hmm. Um, and just giving you a better understanding of how many calories different foods contain and just having that awareness. Right. Mm -hmm. So,
1: um, so it seems like, you know, with a lot of diet trends and stuff, you're always eliminating something like, you know, what was it Atkins where it was like, no carb was Atkins, no carb or no sugar. sugar. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So, you know, in my perspective, especially when you're eliminating a macronutrient, you're taking a huge thing away that you need mm-hmm. in your body. And so, like, can we do like a brief breakdown of why we need carbs, why we yeah. need protein, and why we need fat? Because carbs help fuel.
2: Yep. Right. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yes, you absolutely, without a doubt, need all three. Right? They're your key macronutrients for a reason.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. Most people you're going to find cannot sustain, like, say, for instance, a keto diet for long term. There's there's no point. There's no point. There's no rhyme or reason to it. I know a lot of people out there, just their individual Bodies Mm -hmm. do well on a lower ish carb diet, and that's fine. Um, But especially as females, we need carbs. We need carbs to function. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We need them for our hormones. Mm -hmm. Um, And carbs, actually, I think we all know, especially if you're more in tune with the fitness industry or you really enjoy exercising, you're probably going to hear at some point you need the protein. You need more protein. Protein builds muscle. Protein builds muscle. Mm -hmm. And so, Protein actually repairs the muscles, right? Mm -hmm. When you're exercising, when you're doing bicep curls, and you're like, oh, you know, you feel the muscle. (laughs) You feel the pump, you know, and you're like, wow. And, you know, you start to work out. Um, Blood starts pumping, all the things. You're getting blood into that muscle, and you're like, wow, I'm just building my muscle right now. No, you're actually breaking down that muscle while you're physically exercising. And then it's the nutrition afterwards that helps repair that muscle, right? So amino acids are the building blocks of protein. Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
2: that's why it's important unless you have dietary or personal restrictions to eat animal proteins because Mm -hmm. they have the full profile already. Um, collagen powder is another great example of that. But so contrary to popular belief, protein repairs muscle, but carbs actually help build the muscle back, Hmm. right? They bring water, all Mm -hmm. those good things back into the muscle and replenish it. Um, So you'll also hear too a lot of times if you're into fitness culture to eat some quick carbs, right after your workout. Mm -hmm. Nobody says you have to go eat a heavy meal right afterwards, but ingesting maybe half of a banana or maybe just a couple, even just gummy bears, just quick sugar to flood the muscles, um, is a really great idea, especially if you're trying to build muscle. Um, and then fats, you know, fats have gotten a bad rap over the years as well. And fats are, I mean, Imperative to everything. Mm-hmm. Men need fats, but females as well for our hormones. They our help skin, absorb our vitamins, hair, right? They absorb a lot of vegetables are really high mm-hmm. in certain vitamins that can only not can only they are only fat soluble, mm-hmm. which means they're only absorbed when they're eaten with a fat. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as females go, I'll never put them. Probably, I mean. The percentages are different for everyone, but you should not aim to be low fat, especially if you're a female trying to fix your reproductive system, mm-hmm. trying to get pregnant, fix hormonal issues, thyroid issues, etc. So
1: sweet. Well, yeah. all right. That's the breakdown. So, if Paula and I, I guess, were coming to you mm-hmm. and we wanted to embark on this journey, yeah. How would you kind of help us get started? Um, you know, what factors, I guess, would you take into consideration?
2: Right. Well, um, you know, first and foremost, I, contrary maybe to popular ideas also, I don't really need to know, I mean, your height, your weight, your activity level do play a part. Um, but what I'll do first and foremost is just have you track every single thing you put in your mouth for a week every single thing. I don't want you to be eating, oh my gosh, Molly's going to look at this in a week, so I'm going to eat really really healthy. <laughs> Cuz that won't help me. I just want to see you as Danielle what you love to eat every day. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I'm going to work my magic. And after I have that week of eating from you, I do what I need to do and I get you your first set of macros, right? Um so this would also be the beginning of a reverse diet um and what we're doing it's you know it's the coolest thing ever a couple of years ago i didn't even know this existed but basically what i'm doing is i'm starting you at a baseline and the goal being that as every week goes on i'm going to increase your total calories anywhere from 50 to 100 right and the beauty of that by slowly reversing your body slowly resetting everything i'm going to get you to eat more food while not gaining weight and hopefully losing weight too within the process. Um so an example of that would be say I start Danielle at 1600 calories, right? And specific percentages of her macros. Mm-hmm. The goal would be within 8 weeks that she's probably eating around 21 2200 calories, wow. right? And while we know Danielle mm. you don't have any weight to lose, but we've reset your metabolism. Right. You know, your BMR is up. And now you're doing the same thing you do every day. You're getting to work out the same, but you're getting to eat way more calories than you did before without putting on an ounce of weight. Hmm.
0: Yeah. You're yeah. essentially making your body a fat burning machine. Exactly. Right. right,
2: right. That's literally, yeah. I have that written down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I am helping you to reset your metabolism
2: to fire as much as it can. Right. You're just basic resting metabolic rate is going to be so much higher. And that's awesome right? We're resetting your metabolism. Everybody wants to eat more food yeah, and not have that, that self-conscious or that inside doubt. That's like, yeah, you want dessert after dinner, but you shouldn't. Yeah. You can't. You're not allowed to. Nobody or wants Or the
1: fear that. of food. The, like, fear, the food. fear of right. like, right. Oh my God, what, I shouldn't be eating this or how long am I going to have to work the out shame in order spiral. to burn it off? The shame, the shame spiral. spiral. Yeah. yeah.
2: And see, that's like, That's probably one of the coolest things, I think, especially with females that I'm excited for this for, because we're going to get rid of that. And I'm putting the Mm. power back into your hands by saying, look, these are your macros for the week. So once again, for an example, 1600. And Danielle now gets the choice to eat whatever she wants throughout the day, as long as she hits those numbers. Say, for instance, 100 grams of fat, 100 grams of carbs, 100 grams of protein. So now Danielle can totally eat that like after dinner snack because she went through the day and she ate mindfully. She ate with a purpose Mm -hmm. and she knew, okay, as much as I want a very carb laden breakfast, I know I'm really going to want to eat chocolate tonight. So, I'm, you know, (laughs) I would have to make that, you'd have to make that choice. (laughs) Right. Right. And yeah, you know, I get it. At the end of the day, we all want to eat a carb heavy breakfast and we want chocolate after dinner. (laughs) Right. Um, and so that too is what it's just, it's up to the individual. How much, how much do you want this? Mm -hmm. I can't lose weight for you. I can't make you lose weight. I'm giving you tools to do it in the most safe, healthy, effective way. Yeah. You know?
0: so today on an herbal perspective of what we're talking about with starting potentially a new diet resetting yourself doing a lot of those things when you're kind of embarking on these kinds of journeys with health the biggest thing to look at is you know how is this affecting my body Mm -hmm. right this is why we're talking about intuitive eating and things and also your internal organs like your liver because your liver liver actually helps metabolize fat it Mm -hmm. does a lot of things within your body balancing your hormones and so One of the herbs that um, I've picked for today is actually something that people have probably seen if they've ever tried to do like a quote unquote detox, which is milk thistle. So milk thistle is actually really good because it aids in protecting your liver. It boosts a lot of that. So that way your liver can do the job that it's doing. And when we're talking about potentially boosting your protein levels, you know, havoc on your liver. And so Mm -hmm. uh, with milk thistle though, it's really going to, and this is something you can take every day. I would recommend just starting it regardless of where you're at or what you're about to do, because it's not going to hurt you. It's actually going to help you. The only thing is obviously if you're taking any kind of medications, you want to ask your pharmacist Um, from the research that I've done, there's not too many things that it will interact with. So it's really safe. It's fantastic for women, especially because it's going to help with the, hormone regulation. If um, you have a potential, you know, psoriasis, it really works well for psoriasis or things like that within the liver. Um, People, they recommended it for people with hepatitis. Now you're looking at maybe 100 to 600 milligrams a day of uh, milk thistle. And uh, one of the compounds within there actually works better. And it's 20 times stronger than vitamin E to kind of help with when you're talking about antioxidants in the body and the biggest thing for a lot of people now is not only just losing weight, but looking younger for longer. Yep. Right. And so milk thistle is really going to be able to help you with some of those things.
1: Yeah. Cause hopefully, I mean, like we all may do what we got to do, but like we want to age gracefully and natural as naturally as possible. And mm-hmm. to be able to just have herbs that hit so many different factors and then also assist with that. I mean, just seems like a win win.
0: Yeah. I love that.
1: Sweet. So, You were talking about um, like 100 milligrams of this or uh, grams or whatever um, when you were talking about breaking it down. So how can you kind of incorporate that into your life so that it becomes – like what tools do you need so that portioning out things become not so labor-intensive so people can kind of easily incorporate it into their lives?
2: That's a good question. Um, I think part of that is just going to be the passing of time. Mm-hmm. Right. And just developing tools over time um, till they become routine. What does it even say? How many days does it take to break a habit? 21 days. 21 days. Mm-hmm. So it's probably something around there to start kind of building a habit or just kind of building that that I, mm-hmm. you know, we as far as county macros goes, we never want you to eyeball food because we want it to be accurate. But at that same time, down the road, if you've been tracking your macros for nine months, I'm hoping that by the end of that nine months, you can kind of decipher what four ounces of protein looks like, right? Right. In animal form. Um, so you won't always
1: be like measuring things no, and stuff. like no.
2: And I, it's, you know, once again, um, I think that's going to come <clears throat> down to the individual client's goal. Um I think people who are interested, who are avid exercisers, or they love to work out, whether it's like CrossFit, I don't know, bodybuilding, Orange Theory, running, whatever it is that mm-hmm. you like to do. Like I kind of touched on typically, you kind of want to feel like you look the way that you perform, you look the way that you exercise. And with that demographic, counting macros can be really, really exciting because at the end of your reverse, Right. Um, And the reverse, once again, is what I'm steadily week by week increasing your total calories. At the end of that is when we'll take you into your first cut. Right. Mm. And so, what is a cut? So, a cut is done um, for a very small amount of time, very safely. It's a really good idea for people who are at a weight loss plateau Mm. um, or they're ready to just kind of get rid of, you know, I've been reversing, I've been strength training. And, yeah, like, meta- my metabolism is firing. I'm looking stronger. I'm feeling stronger. But now I want to reap more of the fruits in my labor. Mm-hmm. And um, no one said a cut was fun, you know. But we'll drop your calories um, still in a safe way. You're still eating enough food. Definitely not just surviving on water all day. Um, we kind of get you uncomfortable for a week. Get everything kind of firing again. Shock your body. Yeah. And then we'll kind of start back with the reverse. Um, so- but – Sorry.
0: Uh no, so when you're talking about cuts, that that's the biggest thing with a lot of women's diets is that's the first thing people go to even before a reset is just like start cutting cutting cutting. And so they're eating yes. 800 calories, 1,200 calories, and then potentially not seeing benefits, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely.
2: And if you're just doing that on your own, say you've had a wild couple months. You haven't really been paying a whole lot of attention to what you're eating. Maybe it was the holidays. Maybe it more was alcohol. Maybe it was 2020, the <laughs> whole year. More alcohol, more foods that are comforting emotionally, mm-hmm. and you feel like you've gained some weight. And now all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, I did see on Instagram, Pinterest, the internet, that if I eat a 1,200 calorie diet, I'll lose 20 pounds in two months. Mm. I'm sold, right? That is a terrible idea. Terrible idea. Your body has no idea what's going on. And if you're just eating for calories, you might not be eating near enough protein or Mm. near enough fat. Right, mm-hmm. So you might kind of slowly start to lose weight here and there, but you're not gonna look the way that you want to. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, in this conversation, we keep coming back to hormones and especially with women. Um are there like any herbs specifically associated with hormone regulation that's then going to help support the macro journey, like especially during like the reset and
0: everything? So when we're talking about like hormones and regulation, there's a lot of different herbs that can affect your hormones in general. And it really just depends, you know, if I'm working with someone and they're looking at those types of things, you really want to do like a, a body composition, essentially, to see where they're at, what kind of thing they're doing. If they're potentially like pre-menopausal or menopausal and that in those stages where they're looking at their hormones because they're so sick of like night sweats or some of those things, milk thistle, like I mentioned, is really great for that it would definitely depend and that's why it's really great you know a lot of the herbs and things that we mentioned here uh are just ways for you to get interested now you want to go out and you want to do a little bit more research on your own or potentially sit down with somebody and have a consult that's specifically for you Mm -hmm. but the other one that i really like is uh shishandra berry now paul they'll eat it just like anything else it's more of a food than a medicine Uh, in korea they flavor it in sodas and here it's really um a high-powered herb. I really like it because uh, it's an adaptogen, which is huge. It's a buzzword. Love adaptogens. Right. Yes. You're like, oh my god, I need all of them out. Yes. And when you start looking into herbal medicine, you're just like, oh my god, these are awesome. I need to take every single one that I've researched so far. <laughs> That's um, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And with uh, this one, it's really great. Like I mentioned, you can use it daily. It's not going to have any kind of side effects Uh, now it is a stimulant to a certain extent but not in the way of like the nervous system where you're going to get the jitters or anything i literally put it in coffee before and i'm completely fine Um, it actually kind of relaxes you more and that uh, increase that you're seeing is more in your metabolism uh, Mm -hmm. which is really nice and the most of the time it's used it can actually be used for like depression headaches Uh, your circulatory system, but another one that's really great for your liver, because it's going to help aid in the, all of the things, there's tons of things that your liver's doing to kind of make your body function, detoxing, like we mentioned, metabolizing fat. And so this is a really great herb that you can, um, you know, get in pill form, you can get it in like a powder, add it to something. If you can find it as a berry, great, there's a lot of things. Um, And that's one that I would recommend because When you're talking about hormones, it's never just one thing. It's always a culmination of things that need to kind of be balanced and put into place to then allow for the environment to, you know, have those things happen in a more harmonious way. But um, yeah, that's a really great one. And then it also helps with weight loss to a certain extent because it's great for sugar cravings. Mm, Nice, nice. So when you're talking about women, you're talking about hormones, Uh, sugar cravings are a big thing. And so just incorporating this every day. You might see a decline in your need for sugar.
2: Sweet. Yeah, I actually have a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. So as far as herbs and your liver, mm-hmm. um, I actually really love to drink. Um, dandelion
0: root. Mm. And I've always
2: heard that was good for your liver,
0: right? So the only thing with dandelion root is that it is used mostly with detoxes because it flushes the water out of your system. Mm. So it can be harmful to your internal organs if you're not drinking enough water to combat. So it's almost like Mm. to a certain extent, Mm. yeah, it's got way more benefits than coffee, Mm -hmm. but it does dehydrate your body like coffee would. I didn't and know so, that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if wow. you want to, yeah, if you're especially if you're doing the route, you want to make sure. Now, if you're holding on to a little bit of water weight, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But you also want to make sure that you're rehydrating your body. So, so uh, now I have a question for you. With macro counting, uh, in terms of like a long-term commitment, right? Do you think that that's really setting you up to regulate like how you're eating long-term, and then you won't have to necessarily count or is it you know something where you're always going to have to be really mindful you know long term what is it really going to look like
2: i think always it's going to have to come from a place of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. I think that's a problem with society today is we do not make the time to eat mindfully. Like um, I think somebody said earlier, just about being on the go all the time Mm -hmm. and how people on the go probably tend to make quicker, more convenient food choices. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, ultimately you're always going to have to have that in mind And I think that is kind of the cool thing about macros because when you are tracking your macros, you're going to be using an app on your phone, right? Really handy app. It's going to have really, really, really accurate calorie descriptions of um, millions of different foods. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of cool to get that understanding of what is what I'm eating actually contain, How much is in this? And that's not to say like this isn't an argument against – Eating for the joy of food, the joy of flavor, eating yeah, a rich meal with someone—it's not. I don't like. It's just a completely different like topic that yeah. stems from that. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, because there's nothing. I mean, like we
1: talked about it real quick. Like food not being like the enemy. Like mm-hmm. food and and going beyond even just thinking that food is food is fuel because sometimes food is celebration or food is like coming together, Mm -hmm. you know? And I guess that could be a different, a a totally different conversation. Absolutely. But, you know, hopefully you said that it doesn't have to, you know, your food doesn't have to look a specific way when you're counting macros, you just have to get it in. So maybe it allows people to enjoy. Do you think it allows people to enjoy their food a little bit more?
2: I would hope so. I would think so. Something that, you know, for myself specifically, with what I'm doing with my own clients and what I would like to start doing more is not just giving you your numbers, but if if you don't have a clear understanding of how to really eat a well-balanced, nutrient-dense diet, like I would really love to assist people with that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my initial, like, beginning background with food and like nutrition education is just. Functional eating, eating for vitality, Mm -hmm. right? Eating for the health of the inside body, Mm -hmm. right? Not just the way that I look, but are things functioning optimally? Yes.
0: You know? So you mentioned, you know, that is super ideal in terms of, yes, that's what we all want. But then we get into this fast paced world of, oh, my intention was to do this. And then the day blew up and I just need some, I don't know, Cheetos or whatever it is right now so do you recommend using those apps and almost pre-planning to just go to one of those apps say okay if i eat this for lunch breakfast dinner whatever it might be this is what it's going to look like do you think that having that beforehand and then mapping out what they're going to be eating in terms of macros a couple days you know before might be more helpful
2: absolutely um we do uh, you know i myself recommend a lot of the time pre-track Mm Pre-track everything you're going to eat on Tuesday on Monday night when you're in bed, right? Or Tuesday morning, put in everything that you've made that day or that you're going to eat that day. Um, That takes five minutes, Mm -hmm. six minutes. I would say almost less than 10. Um, It might take the total time in the day, might take 15 total minutes out of your day if you're doing it as you go. Mm -hmm. But... You know, this is one of my probably favorite parts about this is because, yes, we live in a fast paced world. Yes, it's very, very busy. We're go, go, go. Um, But this forces you to slow down. Mm. If you want to do it well Mm -hmm. and you want it to be incorporated in a very balanced way into your life, you have to slow down. You have to make time to go to the grocery store. And I want my clients to, I want you to walk into the grocery store and walk down all the aisles. Look at all the food that you just don't normally eat because, ew, I don't like that. Or I I don't know how to cook that. I've never eaten that vegetable. Grab it. Mm. Learn about it. You know, get excited for it. And um, taking, you know, cause prepping with macros is so key. It is so, so, so key. It is really hard to do it the right way. If you're just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to eat for lunch? What am I going to eat for dinner? Da, 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 da. What am I going to grab? It's mm-hmm. just stressful. It's not fun. Um, I want my clients to prep their food for once. Get your hands on your food. Get your hands in the kitchen, cook some delicious meals up nobody says you kind of touched earlier on oh well i guess i'm eating four ounces of boiled chicken <laughs> who says you have to do that you know yeah. like we said put yeah. that boiled chicken on a beautiful salad or yeah. some really good roasted vegetables like start to play with what kind of spices i like and this and that you know yeah
1: for sure i mean like that's that's staying that's kind of the mindfulness and staying connected to what you're doing i think and setting yourself up like we were having a conversation before we started and, and, you know, let's say it's even the work that you're doing that day. Are you just going to be in an uncomfortable position and you're not going to have any water or something and you're going to get distracted because you're hungry? Like, no, get a nice little spot for yourself. Put on some nice music, set yourself up with like your tea or your coffee and a little snack so you don't get distracted. And it's the same thing with creating your meals. Like, set that up. So it's something that you enjoy yep. doing, like put on some music in the background. Like if you can, like, and, and your partner wants to be a part of it, like turn it into something that you can do together. Yep. And you know, you don't have to have bland food to have nutritious food. Like I feel like these days there's mm. becoming a more understanding that like your boiled chicken isn't where it's at. Like, and it's not all what you have to do in order to lose weight is just eat boiled chicken and salad 24 Hundred
0: percent Yeah, and if people actually look at food in the way that we're talking about where it's almost like a self-care practice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I praise that. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, for people who are employed by someone else, 70% of their day a lot of the time isn't around their families, isn't focused on themselves. It's focused on making money for someone else, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're feeling guilty, whether it's because you've got all these people who need your attention, your kids, your husband, your wife, your whatever it is, and just taking that minute to say, I'm going to have this really decadent, cute little meal, and it might be a little fancy. And maybe I don't get to do it every single time, but having that, it's self-care, it's nutrition, it's getting what you need. And it's probably going to make your day a little bit better.
2: 100%. Yes. I can't say how much I love that. Yeah. And that's what I want for people. Like food can still be like emotionally satisfying too. Mm-hmm. But now we're not hiding feelings with food, you know? And I feel like there's something to be said about gaining a stronger sense of just overall Mm self-awareness what is healing for me what isn't like say you know every single time I eat dairy every time I eat pizza I die inside a little bit right (laughs) well it's like when are we gonna be like you know yes there's something to be said about yeah you can still eat tasty delicious food and if you're okay with feeling bad the next day then cool right but maybe like take the power into your hands and fig- take the time to figure out like what actually makes um, you feel good makes you feel good yeah right feel good
1: <laughs> yeah i love that it's just like it's shifting the perspective and i i can only speak for myself but i'm sure i could speak for us or and so many women that the problem with our relationship with food is our perspective and and that it comes and same with exercise that it's supposed to come almost from this self-hate place like exercise is your punishment for eating or you know you the shame spiral of of not being perfect for your deprived diet like you know it's changing that perspective and i exercise because i love myself i'm making this meal because i love myself Mm. not because i hate myself and and i i just really yeah i love that that's kind of where we're all at and and that that's more of a conversation yeah now as part of like the wellness journey isn't like how am i gonna diet forever right like it's no how can i how can i support my body how can i take care of it so that like i feel good and i you know everything runs well yes yes yeah i like it i like that shift um i i think i kind of just had another question real quick i was curious, um, you briefly mentioned that activity level isn't necessarily something that needs to be at the forefront of your planning when you when you think of uh, the macro breakdown for your clients. So is there any correlation between macro and exercise? Like if I'm like, oh, I, I exercise every single day and I go really, really hard, so are my macros going to be different from, you know, if I exercise moderately a couple days a week or a few right. days a week? Like, is there a difference in in how your macros can affect your exercise or vice versa?
2: So with what I specifically do, um, when I'm getting you started in your first few weeks as my client, I am not taking into account how much you exercise every day as far as how that will affect your macros. Um, That's something, you know, it's still important. You know, I'm not saying your activity level is not important, but that's not how I get you started. I will say on a side note, when I am getting you started as a client and I am asking you to track your food for a week before we start, obviously your activity level is going to play a part into how much you eat that week, right? Um, but, you know, with my clients especially going through their reverse, and once again the goal of that being to steadily increase your total daily calories as the weeks go by, Um yeah i want you exercising Mm -hmm. if you were already if you when you start if you're already loving to work out you enjoy the gym you enjoy the runs you enjoy yoga whatever it is i don't want you to stop that not at all Mm -hmm. um but i'm not gonna adjust your macros based on an hour of exercise right um but the cool thing being also is ultimately We're getting your metabolism to fire faster than before. And that's exciting because you're probably eating more food than you normally have. Mm -hmm. Especially a lot of women, I would say, in today's world, um, you know, early to late 20s, 30s, 40s, we're so used to being on a diet and we're so used to being told to eat 1,200 calories or to be keto um, that it's going to be an exciting time. You know, you're going to get to eat more food. You're going to start to notice more muscle growth. You might start to notice your body change a little bit. So, yeah, but I will say once again, if you have been extremely sedentary for a long time, for whatever the reason might be, I probably want you to take it one thing at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, take right. I'm not going to tell you to go hit the gym five days a week. That's something you can talk about with your trainer, with your doctor, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. As we come into the new year, I know it's tradition for Americans to have all of these idealistic things that they're going to do in the next year and pile on all of these things to themselves that they've never done before. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's so important. If you want to succeed at something, do one thing, do it well. And then after you've done that, then move on to the next. Thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Set yourself up for success. I think that's totally. like the thing that always, everything we talk to always kind of comes around back to that. Like take the time to mindfully set yourself up in a positive, beautiful way because, that's kind of what wellness is turning into. Like right. yeah. think about mm-hmm. the bigger picture, think about, you know, how you feel yeah. actually, not just. Well,
2: and I want to like touch on that a little bit cause I really love that. Just this whole idea of like slowing down, being mindful of what you're doing, being mindful of where your energy goes throughout the day. And that being said too, and this is something I tell the clients I already have that this is a journey. Mm -hmm. This is I am in no way, shape or form telling you that you're going to lose an average of two pounds a week and you're going to lose 20 pounds in just a couple months. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you that. Um, You might lose half a pound to a pound a week. Some people might lose one to two a week for a while. Some people, when they're starting the reverse, they might get excited because they might lose two pounds and then the next two weeks their weight doesn't change. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, Don't worry about it. Yeah. The biggest thing we can say is you do not gain weight overnight, did you? You didn't wake up one day and you're like, oh, my God, I'm 50 pounds heavier than yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not going to lose it overnight either. Mm-hmm. And you cannot exercise it off.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think that's
2: why I don't speak a whole lot about exercise paired with macros because that's just kind of its own different thing as yeah. far as what we're doing. You can't. Um There's nothing wrong with wanting to maybe work out after you've had a really, like, heavy, enjoyable meal, as long as it's not a punishment. Right. You know, you might know if you're a little more well-versed with fitness and nutrition, you might come from the idea of, dope, I ate a ton of carbs last night. I'm going to lift really well today. Yeah. (laughs) You know, my body's fueled. I'm going to be able to lift heavy, work out hard. And that's a cool thing. Yeah. That's cool. That's fun. That's its own different little But I want you, I want people to slow down. Carve out time to prep your food. Um, And something that I have wanted to say on this podcast that I haven't yet, Mm -hmm. and then I'll shut up, is
1: (laughs) as far, I know, I know, I'll
2: go forever, (laughs) is um, I think it is so important to not keep your macro journey a secret, if that's Mm. what you're doing. And what do I mean by that? Um, We're always going to have somebody, most likely, In our life who either tells us, no, you don't need to lose weight. You're great the way that you are. Um, Maybe you're a mirror reflecting to them and Mm -hmm. they're not ready to lose weight. Mm -hmm. So they're going to discourage you or they're going to try and do things like, yeah, I know you did really well all week, but now it's Friday night and I really want to go get beer and pizza. Yeah. you're fine you're fine one day of tracking won't kill you oh we talked about the holidays yeah. like the when holidays. people are just like oh well yeah. like you're
1: doing this it's making me feel bad like why exactly. are you
2: doing this in right. front of me like- exactly what do you mean it's thanksgiving it's the only day you can eat like S H I T. well <laughs> oh when did that become a thing right? yeah, yeah. I know, like yeah um and i think it's really important to tell your partner or your best friend, or your parent, or whoever it is, like, hey, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And so you might notice me pull out my phone and track food when we go out to eat. Mm-hmm. Or I know that we're going to eat this tonight for dinner, but I'm going to have to supplement in probably some more veggies because mm-hmm. I'm tracking my macros right now and it's important to me. And I'd love for you so- to support me on this. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think that can make a world of difference. Um, and there's going to be people who laugh at you, and it's honestly, who cares? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you, you, know, you
1: know, if you do speak it as well, you will have positive people in yes, your life who yes. who are going to help hold you accountable. And when you speak it out loud, you tend to hold yourself more accountable. Because, Absolutely. And that's how, like, I think the manifesting of things actually comes about because, like, you you say it, you hear it, it makes it real. Speak it into existence. Yeah. Speak it into existence for sure. So really, really quick before we wrap this up, because I feel like a lot of people would maybe deal with this. I mean, granted, we're not all eating out as much as we once were maybe with COVID and with quarantine and all of those things, but you may still be ordering out because maybe you want to support your local restaurants. Maybe you've like cooked all of the sourdough bread and you're just like, well, I need to do something else now. Like I need to shift, I need to change my meal real quick. So how would you go into like, if you're eating out, how would you, is there a way to, to be mindful of your macros?
2: Totally. Um, you know, there's a couple of ways you can swing it. One of the easiest is, um, most chain restaurants, are going to have their nutritional information online these days, mm. which is really, really cool. Um, so, if you're going to just your standard, I don't even know in the Valley, Chipotle, you know, Chipotle on their website, probably even on MyFitnessPal, which is the app that we use to track, mm-hmm. it's gonna be in there, which is pretty neat. Um, so, say you're going to a mom and pop restaurant who obviously do not have a website with yeah. their nutritional information, mm-hmm. you know, say you order something or you're looking at the menu, try and break it down a little bit. Um, I really want this juicy hamburger. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm going to go in and kind of see the typical standard um, hamburger bun Mm -hmm. typically has X amount of carbs, fats, proteins, right? I'll Mm -hmm. put that in. I'm going to look at this patty. Probably not four ounces, probably closer to seven. Um, But I'm going to be as accurate as possible when I track that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just little things you can do when ordering. And I think this might be uncomfortable for people. And obviously you have to speak what you need in a kind way to your right. server, right? Don't right. be like, I can't believe you put butter on everything. Like, yeah, yeah, They're not putting the butter on it. The cook is. Yeah. And
1: you're going, and you're going to, you're going to, to a restaurant. restaurant. So right? if you want to be but that much control, you gotta,
2: you <laughs> gotta do it. Um, and I used to feel like that because I myself have dietary restrictions mm-hmm. and it's been probably 10 years in the making of just being comfortable going into a restaurant and saying, you know what? When I eat dairy, I feel terrible. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to ingest the cheese on this because I'm too nervous to ask my waitress to take it off Right? because it feels rude or out of place. It's not. That's, that's your health yeah that's that's your mental health your physical health there's no problem with kindly asking right.
0: mm-hmm. and then just the
2: little easy substitutes um, sauce on the side
0: right.
2: easiest oh my gosh sauce on the side salad dressing on the side can mm-hmm. be a world of difference because then you can actually see when they bring it to you okay that's definitely about two and a half or three tablespoons of dressing or that's a quarter cup um, And if you feel comfortable at the place, maybe you can ask, can we maybe cook this in, um, can we maybe steam this instead of fry it? Mm -hmm. You know, gauge the room, gauge the restaurant. Yeah, at this point with
0: a lot of restaurants, they're really more adapt to handle all different types. I think so. Mm -hmm. And I think
2: places want to. I think for the most part, you know, they want you, they want people to enjoy what they're eating. Um, So those are my ways to do it. It's really not too bad. You know, for instance, um, I wanted to say this when I was thinking about it last night, but I ordered a Domino's pizza, right? And at first thought you're like, hmm, Molly, why are you talking about macros but you're ordering Domino's, <laughs> you know? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, okay, so the, easy, this is how I do it. Um, I, you know, first of all, I am a gluten-free person. So I ordered a gluten-free crust. Mm -hmm. In no way do you have to do that in order to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I go through, I pick all the things that I want on my pizza. I pick two different proteins. Um, I throw on all the veggies that I can. And then, you know, for me specifically, I don't do dairy. So I said no cheese on it. And I might put a little bit of goat cheese on it once it arrives to my house. Mm -hmm. But point being is even things just like our typical Mm dominoes if you take a little bit of extra time and maybe order online instead of just calling it in you can customize what you're doing Mm -hmm. like or maybe um i'm gonna ask for light cheese this time instead of triple cheese even Mm -hmm. though i love triple cheese you know (laughs) just little things like that to tweak it and then you can go in and even like dominoes is not my fitness pal you know and It's kind of shocking, too, because I think we all, like, once you sit down with a pizza, you're like, calories do not exist. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But in reality, we know that a serving size is probably one or two slices. You know? And I'm not saying, well, I guess you're you're SOL. You're out of luck. Right? (laughs) Yeah. You make that conscious choice that evening to say, you know what? I know I've got goals, but my goal is to eat this pizza tonight. And that's cool. You wake up the next morning knowing that you made that conscious choice. Mm-hmm. Or you wake up in the morning um, knowing that you ate the portions that worked for you. Yeah. So just little little tidbits. Um, I've been playing around with stuff like that for forever. I am the annoying person at the restaurant who's like, would you mind, do you have gluten-free bread options? Right. Can you put this bun on a salad instead? And the worst I can say is no. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. then they don't get a tip, no. <laughs> yeah. And then they don't get a tip from me. No, but so,
0: no, they will, they will. I was a server forever.
1: Yeah, I, I, we, I think we've all, we all probably probably time in the, the serving yes. industry. Yes.
0: So one of the things now that we're talking about, you know, every time I think about pizza, you think about beer or like a Friday night, alcohol, whatever it might right. be. Alcohol is not within fats, carbs, or protein. Right? That's a good
2: question. It's not. Um, and I actually have my clients and Tra- uh, <laughs> track alcohol as a fat.
1: mm mm-hmm.
2: oh really yeah it's like empty calories it right? is empty calories um and it's it's sugar right mm-hmm. so your body's just kind of not really going to do a whole lot with it
0: that's interesting because yeah. sometimes people would assume it may might be tracked as like a car okay, it's
2: a really good yeah absolutely um we track it as a fat and just it's kind of just like that sugar um, and the percentage of calories in a gram of fat versus a gram of protein is mm-hmm. different. It's higher in fat. Mm-hmm. Um, is it nine, it's nine calories. Yep. So nine calories in one gram of fat, four calories in a gram of protein mm-hmm. or a gram of carbs. Um, mm-hmm. and so we track it as a fat that way. And at the end of the day, it does keep, um, you know, portion sizes with alcohol too. Yeah. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. So, if people want to talk to you a little bit more after the podcast and reach out to you, where can they find you?
2: Um, so, you can find me a couple of different places, I guess. Um, <laughs> my Instagram handle is Sulfit Wellness. And on there, I'll be putting up a link if you'd like to direct yourself to my website, kind of see just kind of what we do. Um, and that way, you can also. Um, I can contact you that way or you can put in a questionnaire and I'll reach out to you. Um, my email address is soulfitwellnesscoaching at gmail.com and if you already know me personally, send me a text. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> page my beeper. Page your
1: beeper <laughs> with a special code too. Special code. 143. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Don't
2: forget the code. Well. <laughs> no, I don't actually have a beeper though. <laughs> don't page 143. Uh, <laughs> Somebody pulls I, their some one, four,
1: three. <laughs> well, I i remember i did not have one yet i did i have one i don't know but it was like you needed to get the ones that were like clear and like you could get like oh, cool yeah. ones and so- i don't know i don't know anyway that that could be for another <laughs> yeah <laughs> the retro episode mm-hmm. um but no thank you so much um molly and paula thank you so much as usual so okay. for your uh, okay. herbal wisdom and um yeah i think we'll uh, see you next time we look forward to it cool peace and love peace out
0: <laughs> and just as a reminder any ideas or topics discussed during this podcast should not be a replacement for any type of medical advice. Although Danielle is a certified trainer and I have a knowledge of herbal medicine, any decision to incorporate an exercise or herbal remedy is always your own.